Welcome to the PropTech Podcast. It's Kylie Davis here, and I'm delighted to be your host as we explore the brave new world where technology and real estate collide. I passionately believe we need to create and grow a sense of community between the innovators and real estate agents, and sharing our stories is a great way to do that. The aim of each episode is to introduce listeners to a PropTech innovator who is pushing the boundaries of what's possible and explore the issues and challenges raised by the tech and how they can create amazing property experiences, especially in these particularly crazy times. So my guest in this episode is Adam Campbell from Vault RE, a new generation cloud-based CRM platform for real estate that works across sales, property management, and even trust accounting. Adam and his business partner, Scott Wolf were the original founders of My Desktop, and they sold their business to Fairfax, um, which became Domain, where it became the dominant CRM platform in the industry. But they were made redundant several years ago, and yet they vowed to stay together as a team working on a new cloud-based CRM called Vault RE that had all the features and functionality that my desktop had never been able to get the resources to develop. And two weeks ago, they pulled off another coup when they announced a new investor in the form of former realestate.com boss, Simon Baker, using the money to purchase, you guessed it, my desktop from Domain. It's an astonishing story. So here to tell us all about it, Adam Campbell, welcome to the PropTech Podcast. Thanks, Kylie. Great to be here. Um, and great to have you, especially after all your exciting news last week. Um, so, so give us the elevator pitch to Vault. Um, to Vault. Okay, well, Vault RE is the first combined sales and listings management system, CRM and property management, all contained within a single piece of technology. Right. And so, so what's the problem that um, Vault RE really solves? Like, why does real estate need another CRM? Yeah, very good question. Um, put simply, it's a tool that every stakeholder in the business can use. Now, what I mean by that is the property manager, the salesperson, the trust accountant. Um, and on top of that, that then allows a business owner to have now one single view of their business. Rather than having to go into this product to monitor their property management or this product to monitor their sales. And of course, for a salesperson to monitor their own KPIs. So it's that benefit of that single piece. Now, you know, over the 20 years, I mean, what, what problems is it, is it solving? Over the last 20 years, certainly from the My Desktop era, I did run the user groups around the country. And sure it was, yes, we've got these new features, but it was more so hearing from customers, what are the pain points? What's broken? What don't you like? And, of course, for any CRM, there comes a time where it, you can't continue to adapt and evolve it simply because of its age. My Desktop was built back then. Some other systems were built in 2010. We've got the luxury of having that clean slate. So Vault having been written in 2017, um, we've, we've mitigated a lot of those issues, a lot of those pain points. Well, and I, I guess you're also, you've, you've built the tech in an era of cloud, haven't you, as opposed to legacy software stacks? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Amazon AWS has been fantastic. I mean, back when we started doing this, you know, I remember the days of my desktop when it had about a 1,000 customers. We needed four data racks in a data centre. Yeah, number one, William Street. It was, was crazy. And, of course, you were ready for that 2 a.m. or that call out in the early hours of the morning. That's gone now. I can literally, yeah. and thankfully, with coronavirus, we could just do things from home. Um, <laughs> you know, literally press buttons and increase capacity from anywhere in the world. It's, it's a luxury. Fantastic. So, so look, you referred to my desktop and um, for our listeners, let's just wind back a little bit. You and Scott used to own my desktop. Tell us the story of how you came to leave my desktop and set up Vault RE. 
Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of stories out there, and um, I'll, I'll give you the definitive um, w- w- what actually happened. Um, it probably helps to just start with, you know, we did start Mighty Stop in 1998 um, and, and grew it to, you know, what, what it then became. Now, we did sell My Desktop in 2007, um, and to give you some background for that, um, our nearest competitor was Hub Online. Some people might remember. Oh, God, I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, REA, realestate.com actually bought that CRM and we had very similar client numbers, oh, look, roughly about four or 500 back then. And we were very worried that, wow, REA has just bought this and yeah. we just spent 10, 9, 19 years making a profit or trying to make a profit. So anyway. <laughs> Overnight we needed, success then. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we needed someone to, yeah, a, a big brother, let's call it. Anyway, that's how the domain group slash Fairfax relationship started. So, um, yeah, look, roll, roll forward. We actually... Um, completed the sale pretty well for 2010 and we're actually employees for the six years they're on from 2010 um still treading a lot my baby 23rd december um we were made redundant 23rd december 2016 um probably the worst day of my life um Mm. but you know that's that that's the way the world works so um the four of us that left um made a a decision we're going to stick together we're going to do something we're not sure what that something is and, um, and, of course, that something then became what is Vault Ari today. Wow. That's, so built your baby up, um, sold it to Domain, worked inside Domain, made redundant, and then went out and started a new one. Correct. Correct. <laughs> it's a great story. <laughs> uh, resolving the, the, um, you know, the, the issues we found along the journey, the things we couldn't change. But more so with a, a focus on property management as well. And that's certainly one of our points of difference, having that all-in-one product now. Yeah. So, look, a good a good CRM is any kind of CRM that an agent will use, but most agents are really notorious for not using their CRMs properly. How How is Vault RE solving that problem? Yeah, well, in a number of fronts. Uh, looking at my desktop, if I'd follow that same path, it would have been wrong in today's yeah. world. Um, and what I mean by that is, yeah, my desktop, I would say, yeah, it was admin-centric. It was built for the administrator. And then probably the salesperson was that afterthought. And you can only just go so far as building the apps. And that leads me into, you know, a salesperson, they will rule their day. They will run their day from the app. So as much as can be put onto the app is, is a key thing. Uh, yeah, what I'm talking there is, you yeah, know, obviously everyone knows the checking experience, the access to your contacts, your properties, your connection to your data provider, whether it's called Logical Price Finder, the caller ID, that's one half. So the moment we realised, yeah, let's not try and build a web experience for the salesperson. Yes, it will work, but yeah. they're going to run their data from the app. So that was a key thing. The, the other thing is automation. Now, everyone talks automation, but, you know, we know salespeople, they just want to get the job done. You know, let's put you know, a listing in or maybe let's put an appraisal in. So our systems, the automation will automatically assign that action plan without them having to think. So call it like a personal assistant. That was a key thing. The other probably last point I'll make there is um, they're probably notorious for using CRMs, not effectively, because it all comes down to the office procedures from day one. So back in the day, we always used to say, Yes, let's have salesperson training. Let's have admin training on this brand new CRM. That's not the not the right model at all. No. What needs to happen is we when we onboard a new customer in a new office, it's how do you run your database? Are you running it open? Are you running it closed? 
It's working out those office procedures before you let any salesperson loose on the system. Obviously different if a salesperson uses Vault in their own right, but I'm talking at an office perspective. That's where it falls down. Cool. So look, I just want to unpack some of this stuff because there was an awful lot of information in there. When you talk about um, Vault being an app um, and not web-based, tell me a little bit more about what that means. Is that is that meaning that it's it's on my phone or is that meaning and I can use it anywhere or what does that mean? Good point. So just to clarify, it is absolutely a web-based system because you're yep. not going to have a trust accountant doing their sales trust accounting through an app, you know, no. doing their bank reconciliations. So at the heart is a web-based system. Yeah, and it is, you know, for those technical listening, it is responsive. Yes, it can be used on the, the mobile devices, you know, tick all those boxes. Um, but we, we realised, yeah, the salesperson does need the, the app, you know, for the benefits of the caller ID and all those nice things um, yeah, they, they expect today. And not have three apps doing it, you know, one yeah. to access or do your checking. Have it all in the one app, which then leads to less duplication of data and so forth. So using Vault, I can have things, I can be out on the road and I can be using my phone to be working on my listings. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that could extend to, okay, I want to add an open home time into it if the person's got such access. And of course, by virtue of that, it updates the portals and of course, it hooks into the checking experience as well. Right. Okay. Doing rep focused things on the road. Fantastic. So what we heard at Prop 20 um, before they were cancelled was was that the idea came out basically that there is an understanding in real estate land that when we talk about agents being mobile, we mean that they're in their car and they're using their mobile phone to talk to people and and that the technology is now out there to allow them to actually do a lot more of that transaction process on their phone um, using apps like yours, I guess, to, to do all that. So I can start a project in the car while I'm, you know, in between appointments and then I can go back to the office and I can pick that task up or I can complete that the other elements of that task. Good point, yeah. And I'm even going to the extent now of, you know, where you had to come into the office to complete those other tasks, doing that on the phone as yep. well, the mobile device. And the good example there is as a salesperson, I could be doing an appraisal right now at Six Smith Road. Yes, I could be taking photos of the property if I so wish if yeah. my camera's good enough on the phone, and yeah. perhaps it is. Uh, and then, of course, by virtue of putting that appraisal in, yes, that will then trigger automatically behind the scenes the action plan, the policies and procedures. Day one, do this. Day three, do that. Day 10, phone call to the client. Are they proceeding with getting this listing? So a lot of this happens behind the scenes, all from yeah. the so, so the revolutionary way that I guess you guys are enabling agents to work, and I really want to, I'm sorry if I'm sort of going on about this, but I kind of really want to um, hammer it home, is that the, t- the standard behaviour of a real estate agent is to go out to the property and um, do, you know, do the things or have the meetings that they need to have there and then either go back to the desktop, go back to the office to then start to process the sale or process the listing or if they're caught out because they've got another set of meetings, they will then ring their assistant or ring someone back at the office and set those actions in place based on that phone call. But what we're seeing now through technology like Vault RE is that you can be out on the road and you can start the process on your phone while you're out there and your assistant can pick up that work from their end and 
continue that process. Is that correct? Correct, correct. Yeah. And that's the important thing. When we de- de- develop the app, there are some things we considered, well, maybe the, the, the agent is not going to have internet on their phone. There might yep. be some concrete bunker somewhere. Yep, <laughs> or in the bush. That has to support offline and online. So yep. obviously checking in, offline or online. But you're not going to get the benefit, for example, the appraisal of it hooking in, getting an AVM from the data providers, which we can do if you've got internet on the phone integrated within the Vault app. Yeah, fantastic. So, so I guess, so when you kind of, when we start to pull all this apart for agents, the benefit of that is like, you know, we all know what happens is that you ring, like when you, you need to talk to your assistant, you ring them, they're up in the middle of something else. They don't call you, they call you back. Then you're in the middle of something else. And so you, you play this silly phone tag where you just lose so much time. But I guess what you guys are doing is helping give back um, by starting task work instantly um and setting workflows in place the minute you're um the minute you need to and then being able to digitally hand off to people exactly and the other thing i'll add there now first thing i'll I'll preface by saying we are never a smoke and mirrors company when we do a pitch or it's what someone's using now and what, what i'll say there is um We've got inbuilt messaging in the system now already in the web experience. So think of that like WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger within the system. So, again, not relying on something else. So the benefit there is, and this is why I prefaced it by saying this is what is coming out in the app in the next few weeks where we've got that inbuilt messaging through the push notifications, but you're within the Vault RE app. So, yeah, I'm running late for an appointment. The PA can be advised of that from their web experience without having to organise separate WhatsApp subscriptions as well. So yeah, okay. as much as we can put in the one product, great. That's our goal. Cool. So something else I wanted to unpack from that earlier statement that you made, um, Adam, was that you talked about open or closed data environments. Tell me more about that. Well, that's primarily focused around you know, the buyer. So, for example, you know, if, if a buyer comes in into the office or, or more so an inquiry from realestate.com or Domain, mm-hmm. one of the portals, the question is who owns that buyer? Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that that old um, chestnut. That old chestnut, When we, as I said, that first training session we do with them, how do you want to run your database? My goodness, I've sometimes sat down 45 minutes just waiting for a decision by the office. It's quite... um, I'll say interesting. Well, it's a fundamental decision that every agency needs to have a policy around, but it's it's a fundamental decision that often just gets caught up in how we do business without actually anyone ever analysing it, doesn't it? That's the thing. When you change your CRM or during yeah. an onboarding, they've got to now make that decision because where it falls over with putting a new CRM in and why you might not get uptake by the sales team is the system hasn't been set up. Yeah, As developers, we need to make it flexible enough. I'm running open. I'm running closed. I'm running Teams. I'm running EBUs. I mean, there's so many variations out there um, and we've got to cater for that. And so it's not a one-size-fits-all anymore. It's providing that those options. And once they've agreed on, policy set, lock it down, then forget about it, ideally. So, so what does Vault RE do that other CRMs don't? Is it around that kind of flexibility to set it up the way that you want to, and as well as that mobile functionality? Uh, definitely that. I would argue, and you know, obviously coming from the My Desktop space where it was very rigid, it was like, these are your categories, and sorry, they've got to be called current buyers or online yeah. inquiries. 
Yep. That's not for someone who doesn't use that terminology, yet alone terminology between different states. Sydney will call something different to obviously solicitors versus conveyances versus settlement agents. So there was always that bugbear. So customization is key, even within Australia as a whole. Now, um, what, what do we do that others don't? I'll, I'll probably answer it in a number of points here. One of the key things moving forward is property management. So I briefly alluded to it before. Now, what does that mean exactly? Just consider a property just been settled. Now, if that owner, that new purchaser, wants it to be managed by your office, all I need to do now is click a button and that becomes a management, that single property. So we're really focusing on one view of the property now. Yes, it was for sale, settled, and now it's a management. But think of it the other way. I've got a management in the system now and the owner wants to sell. Click another button, you're not duplicating data, and that's the problem with systems today. The, whether it's the product manager or the admin, has to translate that data. It's a lot of duplication. So that's one key thing. Um, the single view of the business is key now because we've got both sides of the story. And this also extends to commercial as well. Um, and the other thing, how we're different, is that absolutely no contracts. What we learned back in the My Desktop days is you, know, you can't hold clients to ransom, putting them on 12-month contracts, uh, price gouging. What we do is it's month by month, and that's the fairest thing to do. And more so, if they want to leave, they can get their data out. And number two, that's not the be all and end all because the problem is there's reports, there's probably bank reconciliations from years past. So what our philosophy now is we actually keep a read-only account open past lot period and that's the key thing i know others in the property management space have done that but now we're doing it in our product being sales commercial property management as well it's just being fair people need that comfort yeah so that you can feel that it's safe to to move over to vault but Ari, but also that if you if it doesn't work out you can also um go somewhere else correct because yeah. the raw data sometimes means nothing particularly yeah. if you've given it to your new provider, it's like, how do I work with this? And then there's a blame game between parties. Well, yeah. you know, courts are more interpreted. So based on online data. So it's only fair that gets provided to the provider. Let's just pause there for a moment and hear a quick word from our sponsors. If your business is growing quickly, you need to scale your team. BPO is an Australian outsourcing company that specialises in helping real estate and technology businesses to grow. Outsourcing is not just about bringing on staff with a lower cost base. BPO recruits and manages staff based in the Philippines who will become full-time members of your team. They will help you identify the key skill sets, the employment history and other attributes that you need from your employees and match your requirements with the right staff. BPO will also help you to break down your structure, job descriptions, task management and to understand how having a virtual team fits into your organisation. Done properly, outsourcing can help you understand the internal processes of your business, drive your efficiency, and provide you with a roadmap for growth. So talk to Beepo and scale your business for success. So Adam, we've heard from some other um, prop tech or, and CRM and property management systems that are building. It sounds like you guys are building a whole ecosystem around around your tech that is app-based. Are you open or closed in terms of um, playing nicely with other tech businesses that might have a functionality that you don't have? I love that question. Um, even with companies that we do would consider be a competitor to. What I'd love telling people is we're Switzerland. We have right. a very open API and don't charge for it and never have. And 
the, the key thing is um, uh, it is an open API, which, you know, at the moment is about 120 third-party um, feeds out of Vault and about 60 API keys issued, just to give you an idea. And, yes, some of those are the competitors because it might be they're on a website through them. And that's the way it should be. Um, it, it will never have been a position where we're not integrating with that because the office has to make the choice. We, we understand, um, for example, you know, checking in uh, people in an open home. Some people might prefer to use this app, and that's fine. Although we've got it, the client can have the choice. Look, Microsoft used to call it plug and play. I probably don't want to go back to the 80s no. and 90s. Exactly <laughs> that. And that open API governs that. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So if I'm an agent, what are the pain points that I am experiencing right now, especially in this age of um, COVID, um, that would indicate that my CRM actually isn't pulling its weight and I should look to update it? Okay, I guess I guess the uh, probably the number one warning sign would be support levels. Now, questionable whether the salesperson is actually calling up or whether it's the administrator doing it. But one of those turnaround times there, I mean, that is obviously an issue. Um, we, we know with a, with a number of uh, CRMs. Uh, the number two thing I would say is the warning sign would be, are you double handling data? Um, and that can come down to that open API. You know, it would seem stupid, for example, if I've just done a listing, I need a contract done, and I know you were talking to David Howe you know, in the most recent conversation, yeah, it should be a matter of click that button, data goes through the contract, and by the way, once it's finalised, data comes back in our filing cabinet. That's how it works, and that's how it should work. And, you know, minimal data or double handling there. Where it does fall down or where the alarm bells start ringing is, and, and I... Uh, again, not naming any any uh, particular third parties, but sometimes the flow is done too wrong. And, for example, talking forms for, for a moment, it wouldn't make sense to separately come up with the forms product just to pull the properties down and then, oh, save it and then load it back in the system. That's not normal flow. And that's a warning sign where a CRM is like, oh, look, I can't dedicate dev resources, so here's our API, go for your life, do whatever. That doesn't work. And I've seen a lot of that. Um, in my time. Right. And so so what would the end, ex- how is the end experience for a property buyer or a seller or a, or a landlord or a tenant, how is that different f- when a, when an agency is using Vault RE? Okay. So look, I'll say from a property management angle, looking at that, obviously there's the landlord logins, tenant logins and so forth. And we are being guided by property managers. What do you want to expose to these different stakeholders? So that's a key thing. You're having that real-time access. I guess the question is, and it is often asked, yeah, will you go down the app space for those clients, let's say, whether it be an owner or, sorry, yeah, landlord or tenant? My take on that at the moment is, no, not at this point in time, because what have you got on your phone as a consumer out there? You've got your Instagram, you've got your Facebook, you've got your online banking, the Uber, the Didi and so forth. Are you really going to download another app for that? Maybe, maybe not. I'm just in a holding pattern there at the moment on a specific app to do that. Mm. So that's talking property management. But what I will say is because we've got one view of the customer, I call it a client. A person can now be a landlord, tenant, owner, vendor, all at the same time. So, of course, they can log in into their login areas and see that. Now, I'll also just talk about the buyers for a second. Obviously, the check-in experience, that's the, the first point of contact, I guess. Um, and, and what we do there, you know, the unique solution we created on the back of uh, an agency in Williamstown who said, I think this would be a good idea, and it's what we call the electronic table. He simply said, Adam, at an open home, 
Saturday morning, I've got the copy of the contract. I've got this document. I've got that document. Buyers are walking out copious amounts of paper. Let's face it, we want to go green. So we thought about it, and uh, why don't we create the electronic table? What are the documents of interest to buyers? Great. Package them up in a responsive site. So effectively, imagine check-in, 10B, people have come through the property. There's the thank you for attending our open home. And by the way, here's a link to our, our electronic table. So this is, yeah, the kind of things we're doing. And it's certainly been a lot of wow factor to people who have come on board Vault. Well, well, I love that too, because obviously it's less surfaces to cough all over if you're at an open home. <laughs> and at the moment, that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. So... So now you let, let's get to the let's get to the really chewy stuff. You guys were recently purchased just last week um, by Simon Baker in a in a deal that was how big? Are we talking? Are we saying? Um, yeah. Uh, so tell, tell me what you can about that. <laughs> so I guess, um, uh, it's good to clear there because there's been a lot of uh, a lot of communication on on different um, platforms as to what actually happened. So we weren't actually purchased by Simon. Um, right. He's actually a joint shareholder with us. So right. the comfort there is, you know, uh, I, I know some people are thinking, oh, goodness, what have you done? You know, we were getting emails saying, have you done, have you deserted us? Well, we never deserted you in my desktop space. We didn't have a choice, but that's history. Yeah. Um, but uh, Simon is a joint shareholder with us. And his involvement is he's the chairman of that vehicle, effectively, uh, right. that we're all shareholders of. Now, um, the key thing in structuring this deal, we could not be in a position of being walked again. So it's been structured such that, you know, the only reason we could be walked is for poor performance, not a decision of someone deciding, let's make Scott, Adam, Will, Dave and the team and Matt redundant. So uh, so we protect ourselves there because, you know, I would have been at my desktop till I retired. I'm going to be at this one till I retire and probably beyond because, yeah, it is my new baby. I've got both babies now effectively uh, we're, we're maintaining. Yeah. So, so, so what are your plans for my desktop? <laughs> I kind of feel like now that you've got your baby back but you're saying, talking about a lot of the things that you've done with Vault that were based on problems that you saw that my desktop couldn't solve um absolutely. how is that going to work are you worried you're going to, are you going to cannibalize it or absolutely i mean for <laughs> us the, the the key thing um as part of the capital raising yeah there was an opportunity to buy my desktop and it was like wow if we didn't um someone else would have and it would have been very difficult to migrate data out because i guess the key thing you know, for anyone to understand here is because we both wrote both my desktop and vault I can actually guarantee, and you won't hear this ever, like for like data translation because... You know where all the skeletons are. Exactly. And I know <laughs> it looks like that there and it looks like that there. And we could never do that when we were just Vault. You know, we were only as good as what Mighty Stop gave us. Although we wrote it, it was a yeah. subset of data. Now we've got access to both sides. So that's why we're quite unique, in a unique position where we can say like for like. Now, that leads into the next question. Uh, over the last week, because all this happened Friday a week ago, the whole settlement and the keys to the kingdom were open and so forth. Now, over this last week, we have been um, you know, meeting with all the franchise groups <laughs> remotely. I would have been on planes this week, very busy, but anyway. Um, so with Corona, it's been a great thing. I've probably been able to get packaged more done and less time flying. Yep. But 
we've been dealing with all the groups because obviously, you know, it's like shifting to the Titanic for some groups. You know, changing a CRM is a major thing. So yeah. for any listeners or part of a franchise group, we're working with the franchisors there. But, you know, talking to independents, talking to smaller groups, we're putting a plan in place. In a roundabout way, what I'm saying is we've got a goal over the next nine months to bring the majority of those customers over into Vault, like for like. And the beautiful thing is for these customers, because we actually, well, obviously having written my desktop, we've written Vault in a way, obviously newer stack, newer platform, but they're not going to feel foreign going into it. It's a bit like the old days, I shouldn't use the old days, Word perfect and Word. It was hard oh, yeah. to go between the two products. Um, think of this, it's just part of the family, but better, newer, and it will have a comfortable feel to people, which will minimise um, the shock factor training and the shock of where's my data. Yeah, fantastic, because they are all big pain points when you've changed, um, changed CRM. Exactly. Yeah. So so it sounds like you have a very exciting 12, well, 12 months or more ahead of you. Um, I guess the the question that I just want to circle a little bit back is is that is it what the one that everyone wants to know is that, is this a signal that Simon Baker is back in the in the property market like what can you tell us about that Yeah, uh, good good question. Um, Simon's actually always been in the prop tech space. Yeah, um, I mean we. Uh, and, and, and very, very well connected. I mean, we're, we're fortunate enough to attend his um, property portal watch, you know, last November in Madrid and mm. some fantastic takeouts there. And, um, of course, you know, Simon then saw Vault and, you know, quote, unquote, he said, um, Vault is the only one in the world because obviously he's got a lot of connections. He said it's the only one in the world where we see it as one single piece of software that can do both. And, of course, we want to, this is probably ending up where we're heading, we want to extend that to fully commercial leasing as well. That's in time, if you want to know the next five years effectively. But, yeah, Simon's always been in this space, in the prop tech space. So, um, yeah, it's exciting days. For him, it or for us, I should say, it opens up opportunities because we have had a presence in the UK for the last five years. We've got people and structures on the ground there already. So with that team... He, he certainly brings a lot to the table as well, which was also attractive why, um, or attractive for us in involving Simon in the shareholding. Let's just pause there for a moment and hear a quick word from our sponsors. As a real estate agent, you know you need to be doing more content marketing, but creating posts for social media, creating videos and reports is hard work, lots of hard work, and it takes time. So that's why you need Homeprezzo. If you're a typical agent posting one or two social media posts a week, Homeprezzo can save you between 75 to 100 hours a year. How many more properties could you sell with if you had that time back? Homeprezzo can help you create engaging, informative videos about how the property market in your local suburb is performing. Plus, it makes creating suburb reports, rental videos for landlords, and social media infographics an absolute piece of cake. If you can type in a suburb or type an address, you can create a Prezzo using Home Prezzo in just a few minutes. Listeners to the PropTech podcast receive a 14-day free trial. Now, that's twice as long as the normal free trial. So go to homeprezzo.com.au and click the sign up button and use the code PropTech to get your extended free trial. We'll click the link in our show notes. So do you want to have a little bit of a chat around 
You said before something that I just wanted to circle back on around how being made redundant from domain and, and from price uh, from my desktop was like a, a terrible time for you. But can you tell us a little bit about the personal journey of, I know, I, I know from my own experience that when you sell a business, it, there's always a big deal that, you know, there's a, a lot of emotional stuff that goes on with that. So selling to domain in the first place and Fairfax in the first place and then going through that and then coming out the other side for this amazing new deal that you've done. Do you want to just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so, um, yeah, absolutely, term, well, 23rd December 2016, never forget the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, yeah, literally, what do you do? I mean, the, the key thing was, yeah, Scott, myself, Matt, Dave, the four, four of us were, we're going to stick together in this. We don't know what we're going to do. Um, and obviously, you know, being constrained by, you um, um, you know, what, what could we do? What could we do? Not being able to talk to clients. Yeah, you know, the, the usual things, what you expect after redundancy. But we thought we'll get together and do something. And we started planning, you know, thinking about, well, property management. You know, let's start to look at that area because it's nothing to do with my desktop. So yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I guess what we didn't realise um, is the relationships we built over that 20-year journey. And I'll say that because in the first few weeks of January, it was amazing the calls we got. Oh, what have you done? You know, what's happened? What's, you know, panic, panic, panic. So we underestimated the relationships we had. So we thought, well, there's an opportunity here. We've got to, we've got to help. Yeah, I'm talking franchisors. I'm talking independent boutique officers of of, of various people. We had to do something. So, um, yeah, so we started going down the path of property management, which ended up suddenly into sales and listings management. Because it is, yeah, because it is a real problem, isn't it, at the moment in real estate? Something that's always astonished me is that if I'm a if I'm a vendor, the minute I sell my property, I'm become a buyer. If I'm a if I'm a landlord, I'm frequently a seller. Like people are people and their the tags that we would put on them in a CRM are very fluid and and multiple, and yet and yet traditional CRM systems have not always accommodated for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and uh, and that's a good point in that the redundancy, you know, I can say it now, was actually a blessing because it forced us. I mean, if I was still at my desktop in that form, it would have had to, we would have had to, you know, do a new version. It's kind of like, um, I won't name products, but where there's been a legacy system, you know, in running on DOS or Windows and they've got to go to the web. It's probably yeah. that transformation. Yes, it was needed. Because, yeah, yeah, my desktop, you know, it, it's got its 970 interrelated database tables, you know, behind the scenes. And how do you bolt something like property management in? We did look at it back in around the 2013-2014 era and it was the decision, it's got to be something else. It's just too hard. So that's the thing. A lot of these old, I'll say old products, old CRMs, it's like they've got to start from scratch again. That was a blessing for us. We were forced into it, but it's, it's yeah, we're happy. Yeah, so that's what happened. Fantastic. So, yes, yeah, so, as Tom Panos says, sometimes um, the best gifts are really poorly wrapped. Mm, okay, <laughs> absolutely. I wouldn't <laughs> believe that. Twenty thirty yeah. seven, but uh, yeah, it's uh, is it, we're all in all in a good place. And the key thing is, the four of us all stuck together because yeah, between us all, we we had the relationships, and it's good to be getting back on the phone now to a lot of these clients to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we are back. We will look after you. You're in a safe place, and you know, we're here to help. And, and so, how big are you guys now? How what what's how is this deal changing? How you're scaling? 
Yeah, fant- wow, it, it, it's fantastic. It, the good thing is it's not the unknown for us because it's similar size, of course, when we left my desktop, you know, mm. where we, we were running, you know, over 3,000 offices. So now we have over 3,000 offices using collectively my desktop and Vault. So it does put us, you know, streets ahead, of course, in size. Um, I'd, I'd probably say, I'd certainly say the largest now in, in Australia. Uh, on that again, which is great. We're always trying to be that with Vault, but, it, you know, with minimal capital, it's it's tough to do. And, and that's yeah. getting back to your question about the, the investment before. We needed that capital just to fast-track property management, to fast-track yeah, other ideas we've got. So that was that. Um, we've got about roughly over 30 staff at the moment and um, uh, because we've got all these other exciting plans, um, I, I, we, we are looking for devs. We are looking for additional support. And what I'll say is, you know, for us, it's not putting a person on the ground in support. We need someone who's lived and breathed it. So when a trust account is talking to someone, yeah, they've actually done a bank reconciliation before. Or yeah. a property manager is trying to work out how to generate um, a tenancy invoice for water usage. Someone's actually done that before. It's not a one-size-fits-all there. So obviously our support teams are now being separated into two halves. It's the sales side. It's the PM side. So, yeah, we're, we're ramping up. We were ramping up anyway, um, but even, even more so now. And, of course, BDMs on the ground as well because, you know, um, although we don't know where the next two months will be, there will be a time when, well, whether it's hangouts, or people on the ground sitting with an office coming back to that question, are you running open? Are you running closed? How can I customise Vault to fit with your business mm. as we migrate everyone over the no- no- next nine months or those that we can migrate? Fantastic. So so what? you've obviously got a really exciting roadmap ahead of you guys at Vault, but what do you see are the big challenges and the trends that are, are going to influence the real estate industry over the next five years? The trends, okay. Well, I, I mean, it's certainly a big takeout from yeah, the Madrid conference last November, the, the, the property portal watch, is obviously you've got yeah, the portals wanting to get closer to that transaction. Um, you know, and, and we're, start, we're obviously seeing that already, you know, with regards to um, yeah, the mortgage products being offered, you know, on mm-hmm. the portal. So, you know, speaking very generically there. Um, but, of course, a, a big underlying theme from last November was, of course, the iBuyer model, you know, um, which, you know, yeah, some fear it. Some was like, oh, hang on, how relevant is that agent? So we really, in our development, it's all focusing on how can the agent and the office become even more relevant. And, yes, it's cliche to say it comes down to the CRM, but really that, that's our focus point there um, with regards to the, the next five years. Well, a, a good CRM is basically connected absolutely integrally to to your processes and, and workflows and structures, isn't it? And how, how you're running your team. It should be. It should be, yeah. <laughs> and that's be. why that number one session is how how our policies, how do we embed those policies into our system? And, it, and it's not rocket science. You know, sometimes yeah. you just click this box, click that box and done. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, I, I say it's easy, but again, it's uh, it's a matter of just getting in the face of the agency and saying, yeah, how do you run your business? Not this is how you should run it. Yeah, cool. So, so one one additional question, um, without notice, um, but you mentioned before that the portals are all trying to get closer to the transaction and spreading their, you know, investing in things that are doing additional tasks as part of the real estate process. And we saw that Domain recently bought real-time agent, you know, bought into real-time agent as part of um, as part of their policy around that. Why do you think they 
let you guys go and then sold my desktop. Are you able to, oh, um, <laughs> able to <laughs> pontificate on that? Yeah, right, right. Um, only. I mean, the CRM, oh, look, uh, the CRM space, it was probably yeah, a product for domain. It's sitting there. It's like, how do we work with it? It was probably the drama. The, do we create a new system? Do we yeah. keep on maintaining it? Um, a state of confusion, and, and I must admit, had I you know, had to make that decision, it would have been equally as difficult. Yeah. Um, obviously, I would have gone down the path of, well, yep, that's there. We've got to create this new entity, just yeah. like we've done in Vault, because, yes, you do need to utilise the latest Amazon stack, because bear in mind, something that was written back then, you know, sure, it's in the cloud, sure, it's in Amazon, but it's a lift and shift and it adapts. You've got to start from scratch. So I think that was the issue. And obviously, you know, they were probably thinking, well, is it going to be a lot of investment to get this new product out? And there's a yeah. time factor as well. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I Look, I know CoreLogic have had similar issues. Like RP Data was all, you know, built in you know, 15, 20 years ago. So um, similar work being done inside CoreLogic to create a new uh, a new RP. Um Adam, it has been absolutely fantastic to have you on the show. Thank you so much for um, for sharing everything, and congratulations on the investment with Simon and uh, and for for getting your baby back. Oh, thanks, Kylie. Yeah, we we are very very excited. So that's no, been awesome to be on here. Yeah, fantastic. It's I guess you've basically got like a merged family now. It's like step step siblings, aren't they, Vault? And uh... exactly, and, <laughs> and we're stop. still part of it, still the owners of it, which was yeah. the key thing because it yeah. is baby. And, and that's a great, it's great to hear how it's worked out. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Carly. Appreciate it. So that was Adam Campbell from Vault RE, and it's an incredible startup story, isn't it, of selling the business to ensure its growth and then working in the corporate to be made redundant and using that redundancy to fuel the startup of the new baby and then buying back their original business to migrate those customers. There's so much in this. I personally think it's a story of incredible positivity, perseverance and hope prevailing. There are always risks when you sell your business to a corporate and that the new larger owner will slow you down or fail to invest and prioritise the resources to the development that as a founder you know are needed. And so all power to Adam and Scott for sticking through that because I know it can be hard. 
And I love that they turned their redundancy around from being personally devastating to an opportunity. I first met Adam and Scott last year when I was in Perth and they showed me the platform and I was really impressed. I love how they used their redundancy from domain as the kick up the bum that they needed to create a platform that was truly designed for the current challenges faced by agencies across all elements of their businesses, sales, property management and trust accounting. The final coup de grace has been in teaming up with Simon Baker to buy back my desktop and they're going to cannibalise that customer base and migrate those customers across to the new Vault RE. And I personally think that's probably a great thing for the industry. Adam really does know where all the bodies are buried in my desktop and it's going to give more businesses than ever exposure to new functionality that agents need to embrace and that can't happen soon enough. I'll be watching to see what happens with Vault RE really closely. So now if you've enjoyed this episode of the PropTech podcast, I'd love you to tell your friends or drop me a line either via email, LinkedIn or on our Facebook page. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, on Anchor or Apple iTunes. And I'd like to thank my audio support, Charlie Hollands and the fabulous Jill Escudero and our sponsors, Beepo, making outsourcing easy and Homeprezzo turning your data into amazing marketing content, which has never been more important in these days of social isolation. And if you're an agent looking for things to do, if it's a little bit quieter and you're wanting to scale up your marketing, click on the link because we're extending our free trial period at Homeprezzo. So thanks, everyone. Until next week, please stay safe and keep on prop checking. See you soon.